Welcome to Imperfection in Training. I'm Priyanka. I'm Maddie. And we're just two 20-somethings somewhere out in the world asking, what is art? What is life? What is the, the universe? universe? Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Imperfection in Training. I'm Maddie. I'm Priyanka. And this week we are talking about commitment. It's going to be a super fun time. Super, mm-hmm. super fun. Um, Especially since we have in the past established that in our drinking game, you would drink every time Priyanka establishes that she's a commitophobe. So this is going to be a fun episode. Yeah, maybe don't actually use it as a drinking <laughs> game because, you know, you should drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> And this episode oh. would not be conducive to that. Nope. Um, in anyway. other news, I have also recently discovered that I have my own issues with <laughs> commitment. This has been a new revelation to me. <laughs> not quite sure why it took me this long. Um, but in like a very different context to, I think, what we usually talk, of, talk about as commitment issues. So hopefully that'll be interesting. Yeah. So, um... Maddie, do you want to start us off by telling us what your newfound commitment issues are? (laughs) (laughs) So actually, what's kind of funny is that Priyank and I were talking about this earlier today, actually. And I was like, yeah, I never thought I had commitment issues because like that's only for romantic things. And my issue is always being too committed, not not committed enough, which is like a whole other point. But like we don't think about being too committed as a commitment issue. We think about it as like being needy or annoying or whatever, but we don't frame it as a commitment issue. And I just think that's interesting because I think it's still like a mark of a not totally healthy attitude towards commitment. But Mm. I feel like in general, in terms of like relationships and stuff, like I don't have an issue with committing to people. But what I do have an issue with committing to is what on earth I want to do with my life. (laughs) Um, Especially, I know we've touched on this a few times before in our first episode and also our episode about transitions, but since graduating, I've really been feeling very lost. I'm very unsure of what is my purpose and what am I supposed to be doing? What do I want to be doing? Where should I be going? How do I even get there? How do I even decide where I want to be going? One of the like recurring themes is that I feel like I haven't really been able to make any decisions. And for me, that was super, super different because in the past, I've always like been someone who's like, I'm really, like, I'm really stubborn, like really stubborn. <laughs> I am a Taurus, sun, moon, and also something else. There is a lot of Taurus in my mm-hmm. in my chart. And so therefore, <laughs> I am extremely stubborn. <laughs> yep, can confirm. Exactly. With much love. <laughs> and honestly, I think that being stubborn is one of like my best traits a lot of the time because I think like if I hadn't been stubborn, I would be living my life for other people because I have often been surrounded by other people, especially people in positions of authority, whether that be like parents, teachers, whatever, who have had very strong opinions about what I should be doing. And the only reason I didn't listen to that and did the thing that was right for me was because I was really stubborn. So I'm so grateful for that as a like personality trait that I have. I think that stubbornness gets a really bad rep. And I think it's unfair because I think that it can be such a good thing when used in the right way or when it manifests in the right way. And so for me, I was always like, no, like I'm good at making decisions. Like I think about things for a while and then I make the decision. I know that it's the right one because that was how I had made previous decisions up until this point. And then now 
I've been like trying to push myself towards making a decision and I feel like other people have been trying to push me towards making a decision before I really feel like I've scoped out all the options. Or I think what the issue is, is is that I feel like I had made a decision and then have been coming to the conclusion that it was the wrong decision or is the wrong decision for now. And that's really interesting. It's an interesting place to be. And I think it means that I feel really unwilling to commit to something else, especially because, fun fact, my like deepest, darkest, greatest fear is being on my deathbed and looking back at my life and being like why on earth did I keep doing that even though I was miserable doing it that's what I don't want to do I do not want to feel like my life is on a like conveyor belt that I can't get off just to you know get be super light-hearted obviously (laughs) (laughs) and yeah so I think I just like feel worried about committing to one career path over another so common nowadays people have multiple careers and things like that um and I think that I feel so unable to make that decision because I haven't given myself the space to be properly uncertain and to go through the phase of being like, well, I don't know, so I will gather information and then I will have the information that I need to make the decision and then I will know. And I know that once I do that, I'll feel great about the decision because I am good yeah. at making life decisions. I have always like been able to do that. And yeah, so it's just interesting. Anyway, yeah, that's my, sure. my little spiel. <laughs> Your little spiel. I was I super relate to the the tidbit, um, specifically the um, image of being on a conveyor belt and not feeling like you can get off. Well, or rather, I don't relate to that image. I relate to the the fear behind that image of being trapped, which I think is where everyone gets a lot of commitment issues from. Is that idea that for me, it was funny. I was telling Maddie this just earlier today. Um, I recently realized that as a kid, um, I used to be very afraid of riding elevators with um, by myself because I was worried that if the power went out and the elevator got stuck for whatever reason, I would be trapped in said elevator alone. I would be trapped in a small metal box by myself with no ability to move anywhere. Um, and somehow that feeling of helplessness is something that is characterized and a similar feeling of helplessness that feels like you're on a conveyor belt moving towards something but you don't have that like it's interesting because I feel like with Maddie for you the the image at least as I'm understanding it obviously like feel free to jump in at any point to correct that is that you're moving towards something that you don't have control towards whereas for me I feel like and that's where your commitment issue like comes from but for me my commitment issue comes from what if what if I make this commitment and then I stop moving what if I make this commitment and everything goes out? What if the power goes out? Which is so funny because I think as per always, it just it's so it's so different but the same. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny because on my grad fun fact on my graduation cap, the, the sentence on my graduation cap was from this movie um, called Ye Javani Hai Divani, which is a Bollywood movie which I showed Maddie one time and they cried like a baby and I was very pleased with myself. But basically, the main character from this movie at one point says. Well, in Hindi, he says, which means that I want to fly, I want to run, I even want to fall, I just don't want to stop, which is how I feel about myself. And anyone who knows me would know that that's how I feel about things. Like, I can never sit still. I have way too. Literally, I would be talking to someone and I'll be fidgeting with a pen because I can't sit still. I want to keep moving, I want to keep going. And so the idea that a decision I make can stop me from that movement terrifies me which is why I have a tough time committing to pretty much anything the only thing I find easy to commit to is friendships because those have constantly been very 
transient in my life. And the ones that haven't been have grown and moved with me and ebbed and flowed. So it's been fine. But everything else, I feel like, like my last romantic partner, like my whole life came to a standstill, as um, anyone who knew me then can attest to. And that was consistently the fear with in high school with committing to work that I had to do, or even now with like a career path, I feel equally lost as so many people are aged up do right now. And I feel so confused as to the fact that I like all of these different things, but I feel like I never, my fear is that I never want to wake up one day and realize I've been stuck in the same place because of this, this decision I made 10 years ago. Um, oh, I relate to that so much. <laughs> right? I, I like, and I think that especially comes in with the people you let into your life, the things, the energies you let into your life, whether that's with work, whether that's with people, it's like, what if this energy is the wrong decision and and I stop? And, and I think the thing is, the thing that I've been trying to work with a little bit is that, oh, even if you end up stopping for two months, trust yourself to see that and, or even one month or even two weeks, trust yourself to see that for what it is and then walk away from it, which is what I'm working on right now. Like it's okay to fall or quote unquote fail, even though I don't think that's a failure and we need to redefine how we talk about failure. But that fear of committing for being trapped, whether that's moving towards a goal that you can't move away from or not moving at all because you're stuck. Either way, I think like it comes with a lot of working through, oh, trust yourself to be able to, maybe in a conveyor belt case, like hold, be the person who's pulling the levers and changing your direction, or in my case, be able to unstick yourself and move forward. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's also one of those things where like sometimes it feels like committing to one thing feels so much more like saying no to other things than it does like saying mm -hmm. yes to something. Especially when, so like let's take the example of career things for example. If I say like, okay, yes, I want to do this thing, but then it takes me like five years before I feel like I'm doing that thing and feel like I'm really getting like the output that I want because you know I need to like undergo further training or like get more work experience or like stuff like that before I'm really like doing the thing that I said yes to. Then it feels like all I've done is said no to the other things. And I feel mm -hmm. like that is part of what makes it hard to do that, especially when I'm not very patient when it comes to things like that. Like there are some things that I'm like, I can be very, very patient in some ways, but in other ways, like I'm just not. And in terms of like what I want to be doing with my life, like that's not a way that mm -hmm. I'm patient. Like I want to be, if I've decided that I want to do something, like I want to do it now. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. I really and yeah and and like i don't know if that's i don't think that that's always a bad thing necessarily because i think that it means that i'm really driven and stuff like that and like that's really great but i think it also means that sometimes i can get so i think it's also like very related to being very like future focused mm -hmm. and then almost getting like fed up with the present because it isn't the future even though obviously it can never be the future because that's not how time works even though time is an illusion and a social construct and if we all collectively agreed that Mondays didn't exist, guess what? They wouldn't exist because they're a social construct. But anyway. <laughs> it's super similar to something that I've been thinking about as well, where um, specifically the saying, by saying yes to something, you're saying no to other things. Is I think like something I relate to in a slightly different way, where I think for me how that manifested um, is that I felt like I was giving up freedom that I felt very entitled to by committing to certain things. And it took me a really long time and a lot of tough conversations to realize that 
by committing to those things that I thought I didn't want to commit to, I was actually enabling myself to have the freedoms I felt so entitled to that for the record, I feel less entitled to now. But to sort of put that in more tangible perspective, as a kid, I felt very entitled to like free time and going out with my friends and hanging out with them after school, despite the fact that all of them live three hours away. And I felt very entitled to like, to be quite frank, not working very hard. I felt very entitled to like not being like treated like a child all the time, which if you act like a child, you will be treated like a child no matter what age you are. So such as life, you know, age isn't really a part of maturity. But those were a few things that I felt very entitled to. This said, I felt like committing to things like waking up at a certain time, doing a certain amount of work, um, enforcing a certain amount of discipline in my life and, and, and implied that I would give up the freedom that I enjoyed so much. And it's taken me five years of college and a lot of conversations with people I care about to realize that by committing to that discipline, I am enabling the ability to live a life that I want to live. And of course, my priorities have shifted and all of that good stuff. And you grow up and, you know, time moves forward. Well, time doesn't move forward. Time is a social construct, as we established five minutes ago. <laughs> but <laughs> time just is, and we think it, we, we move forward, if you, if you will. Or you can stay stuck in the same place, which is my exact worst fear. The, the whole idea of commitment and the way we talk about commitment, and if you look at how commitment phobia is talked about in mainstream media, all of it comes down to the idea of, oh, by saying yes, you're n by saying yes to this, you're not giving yourself the chance to say no to something else or say yes to something else is I think one part of it. I mean, this is of course in a romantic context because TV, but uh, it's definitely applicable to the career context as well, because since that's been more of the focus of today's conversation is that like, if I think about how this female character from Scrubs talked about her own momentary fear of commitment before she was going to marry this guy that she was seeing she said oh i'll never get to be with anyone else again which is very much the idea of i'll never get the chance to say no and when i when i think about like how they talk about the men like typically when they talk about men and commitment phobia it's like oh my god you're gonna be stuck with the same person forever like how are you gonna do it um, yeah like is... the whole bachelor party thing of like freedom right and i think it's so ridiculous like okay slight slight quick one-line tangent how are you allowed to sleep with somebody else on your bachelor party the literal night before your wedding and have it not be cheating how is that i, do, I don't understand well i i think that it's not sleeping with someone else at least i feel like that's not like what people do at bachelor parties but it's like looking at other women or like strippers or whatever which like is not the same thing as sleeping with someone but i still I feel like i still think it's weird thing. No, it is weird. And I feel like I've definitely seen situations like not that I know someone who's had a bachelor party. So this is definitely like stories in pop culture where they're like, oh, my God, you should go home with this person for your last night of freedom. And I'm just like, you're still in a committed relationship. Like precisely. Or even if you're going to like ogle someone, firstly, you shouldn't be ogling anybody else. You shouldn't ogle people, period. Yeah, don't objectify um, people. But also ogle, ogle. I've heard of ogle. Anyway, same difference, O-G-L-E, if you couldn't understand what I was saying, if you were one of those people, sorry, I'm not forgiving you for that, but, um, but also, but, but you shouldn't just be, anyway, but, but that's the thing, like, commitment, I feel like issues with commitment are typically phrased, like, come from those two perspectives, I'm sure there are others, but it comes from giving up a certain freedom or 
not having access to certain opportunities or whatever like the idea that you're you're missing out on something you're losing out on something by committing to this i feel like i've noticed that um at least for me in the last week and a half of trying to act on a different perspective i feel more liberated to actually go out and do those things and have that fun and i feel more able to just have a good time just having committed to a certain practice you know mm-hmm. i think Which also that like i think that the language surrounding commitment can sometimes be really misleading because for example if i think of like creativity and i think of like personally i find it so much easier to create something when there are some kind of boundaries in place like i'm responding to a topic or an idea or a situation something Mm -hmm. like that but there's some kind of like direction like predetermined direction that then like i'm responding to versus if someone is like make a painting of anything in the world you want and it's like (laughs) uh, i can't think of anything (laughs) whereas if someone is like make a painting inspired by like the concept of summer for example then like i'll have so many different like thoughts and responses to that and have that as like Mm -hmm. a jumping off point and i feel like maybe something that i could try and embody when it comes to thinking about commitment and like committing to future plans and things like that is thinking about it as like this is just a jumping off point like yeah this is just giving you like a starting point like you can go from here but this is just like you're setting off in this direction and Mm. like maybe you'll eventually go to that direction but you're setting off in this direction yeah definitely and I feel like that could be like a better and less constricting way to look at things yeah and you know the interesting thing is even if I look at like my mom's career path or even my brother he did math and physics in college to land a comp side job um He'd never really done coding in college. I mean, he'd done a couple of comp classes, but not really. Like, he learned coding for this job. My mother was an engineer and ended up being a marketing consultant and a very, very good one at that. My thesis advisor told me she's had four different careers in her lifetime. And the thing is, I think, like, even at a point, even if you're at a gender direction and you go in that direction, that doesn't, nothing is to stop you from completely stopping and then doing, like, a 270 and going the another direction like or even going the opposite but with all of the information you have so maybe you're on a different level and you're like walking back and like finding a new spot in because I feel like looking at this in a two-dimensional way isn't helpful like I feel like I'm envisioning like three-dimensional spaces where you're going up and down with different levels and mm-hmm. honestly I'm picturing the Harry Potter staircase but that's just me <clears throat> wait that's such a great that's such a great metaphor like that's such a great analogy right? yeah I don't yeah. know I really I enjoy that a lot because I feel like it it at least it calms down the part of me that says oh you're not gonna have enough choices which is false at every point in my life i've always been overwhelmed with the amount of choice i've had so i don't know why i'm so afraid of having less choice but also it's like you can literally go any direction it'll be fine ultimately you'll get there where you're gonna go yeah and also like as much as you try and control it you can't like there's always gonna be some uncertainty in the outcome and like you can you can only decide where you start from like and the decisions that you make and the rest of it is like just circumstances and circumstances will happen like regardless of what you decide yeah. to do and sometimes you might almost get eaten by a three-headed dog and sometimes you might run into a ghost and sometimes you might just get to point from point a to point b and it'll be okay sorry i just wanted to geek out about harry potter for a second there so i did yes um, yes i love it i'm all about it 
geek out aside, you can't, I think it's interesting. I wonder now, the minute you said controlled circumstances and knowing my own tendencies with this, I wonder if that's what some of it also has to do slash I'm pretty sure a lot of it has to do with that is it's this feeling of lack of control over the, like the upcoming circumstance, like at least with whether that's with career, with career things, let, let alone that, because honestly, I feel not in control of any part of that. The only part I feel in control of is building my own skill set. And so that's what I'm trying to focus on right now. But even with like romantic things, with, with friendship things, with anything, it's like you, the consistent lack of control I feel at committing to something like that is what really gets, is also something that gets me, I think. Um, because, and, and, and at some point, I think it's like having the wisdom to change what you can and make peace with what you can't is something I'm working on. And I hopefully, I think, I'm getting better. I'm definitely better than I've been before. But I think the control goes hand in hand with commitment, right? Because if you commit to something that implies that you are doing that, so you want to exert a certain amount of control over it. And if you're not alert to that, you might want to exert control over the parts of it that you really shouldn't be trying to exert control over at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think especially because I feel like when people are unhappy with the decisions that they've made, a like quite common defense mechanism is to like shift the blame onto someone else. And I think mm-hmm. because like as a person, I'm so against doing that. Like I'm so about taking responsibility for things and like not making other people responsible for things that they're not responsible for. Like my decisions are my decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think like I never want to be in a place where I feel like I want to put that on someone else, if that makes sense. Like I don't want to be like, oh, well, now I regret this decision. But like I, it was like I made it because of this and because of that and because of that and being super like defensive about it because like I don't think that's a good place to be. It's interesting because that's some that's a sort of perspective I've been trying to get myself out of for the last, um, well, for in recent times. But that's interesting. How do you, do you think, I mean, this is something I'm trying to think about too, is like, do you think by committing to something or committing to listening to someone or committing to something someone else suggested, do you think that it actually opens up the ability to blame them? Or do you think that's just your mind throwing up something because it's afraid of that commitment? Oh, it's, yeah, it's totally just an excuse. Like, that's what I mean. <laughs> it like opens it up yeah, yeah, to yeah. make that as that, an excuse. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like For I think sure. it's totally like an invalid thing to do, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, but, but yeah, no, I think it's just like a defensive mechanism. The interesting thing to me is like thinking about, oh, if I commit to this is a career path I want to go down. It's interesting because there's a lot of assumptions in that statement. Like if I commit to this career path and I do X things, it'll get me there. First of all, you don't know that doing X things will get you there. You don't know what your actions are going to result in. You just don't. Like you can pre- you can plan and plan and plan. But if I've learned anything and if anyone who knows anything has learned anything, it's that your plans typically don't really come to pass. That's just not how they work. And so oftentimes... I feel like this fear of commitment is actually at least maybe or maybe sometimes it's fear of commitment is actually like fear of the unknown because you're because then you'd have to admit to and be alert to the fact that you don't actually know what is coming and you don't actually know that you'd also have to admit that you could try something and it may not work out in the way you think Mm -hmm. and then there's a whole level of unknown there and so there's just a lot of moving pieces that I feel like constantly lend themselves to not being easy not being comfortable i think is the word i want to use yeah yeah i totally agree i totally agree it's weird i think something else that is also strange is 
become dealing with how other people make commitments in your own life. So, for example, I feel like I have many people who have very strong opinions. It's not that they have strong opinions about what I should or shouldn't do. It's that they have strong opinions about whether I can change my mind about what I want to do. And so I was having a conversation with one of these people the other day and they were like, okay, yeah, so like when you get a job in a gallery and I was like, well, I, like in my head, I was like, that sounds like the worst thing ever. Like, I do not want a job in a gallery. I hate the commercial art world with a passion. <laughs> like, I don't want that. But because I had mentioned at one point that like, yeah, well, that's probably the thing to do. Like in their yeah. mind for the past like year and a half, like I have committed to having right. a job in an art gallery. And like that's also hard because then it's like it's hard enough to deal with your own like worries and own fears and all of that without then also feeling like, oh, well, if I don't stay committed to this thing that I said one time I might want to do, then I'm like letting people down. And I think that yeah. for me, that's also a huge aspect of commitment is that like I feel like once you commit to someone, you then have the ability to let people down or not the ability, but like the potential. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think it's so interesting because like I read this quote recently that I'm still trying to understand and I know I haven't understood it yet because I can tell that I'm thinking of, I can tell that some parts of the ways I'm thinking about it are like not useful and which obviously implies that I haven't really gotten to like a place where I can maybe even begin to understand it. But actually, yeah, so I feel like this quote was like the easiest way to live to someone else's potential of you is to meet their expectations. And when they said it, I mean, this was phrased differently. It was phrased in a more helpful way. Maybe we'll publish it on our Instagram, but it was a really cool quote. Um, and I remember at the time it seemed very simple to me. It was like, oh, this is simple. You just need to meet someone's expectations. But then, but here's the thing, right? It's like, unless this person is someone who knows you in an intimate level and actually knows you, that is a pitfall too. Because you could, because I know myself and I've lived my whole life trying to meet other people's expectations and most of those people with so much love to them and for them and were not worth that kind of effort. That was not the sort of place they should have held in my life at all and they did. And truly the only person's expectations that mattered were mine. Like net net when it came down to it. Anyone mm -hmm. else can say and do whatever they want. I'm the one who's to live with myself for the rest of my life. Yeah, I feel like as soon as you start basing decisions off of like, how it will meet other people's expectations like that is a surefire way to like limit yourself completely right and it's interesting because i feel like that again ties into this whole thing of if you commit to someone or something then there's a whole bunch of expectations that comes with that mm -hmm. um but then the other thing is like sometimes expectations are really helpful because they help you set the right bar for yourself like i feel like all of it exists in a balance you know for example like the expectations of what a productive or helpful member of society looks like is a useful thing to have so you can gauge what of that is useful to you what of that is maybe not constructive what of, and it kind of helps create a society where you have you you people broadly on the same page but but the interesting thing is like i feel like for me um when you add in the expectations the piece and the way i deal with expectations and like deal with feeling like i've messed up someone's expectations is like dealing with a lot of shame and dealing with a lot of oh i have not met this person's expectations this one time 
therefore I am not living up to my potential, therefore I am a failure, therefore I am not worthy, therefore um, so on and so forth, go down toxic rabbit hole, therefore I'm never going to commit to anything because if I commit to this then it implies that I have to be all these other things which I'll never be and so on. And you, you just, like, it just creates this really weird thing. So, But I think for me like it also, there, there, there is a bit of cowardice there because there is a lot of fear of, like I remember, oh my god, I'll never forget this one time, um, I had a really rough time with like dealing with my own potential in high school and I I remember I was in the car with my family and I ended up having this solution to this like super small practical issue like my dad had of like he was talking about oh I wonder how I like he likes to ride bikes and he was talking about paying toll on a at a toll gate on one of our highways and I just said something along the lines of and then he said oh Sometimes it's hard to get change when you have the riding gloves on and you can't sit and take everything off because it'll take time. And I remember just having a solution to saying, oh, why don't you just do this this way? And I remember he turned to my brother and see, look, she knows she has all of it down, like she has the smarts. And I remember thinking at the time, this is why I don't want to commit to ever saying anything that's even remotely useful, which was not a my dad thing. It was totally a me thing because by committing to saying something useful, by demonstrating that I had the ability to think, it meant that I had to then be all these other things that I felt like I could not be and would not be and then setting myself up to just fail and like which is this weird like it's weird where that connection comes from right like yeah but I feel it's like once you've like let's say you're working for someone and like you're and then you go above and beyond you work way more hours than you're supposed to and like the product that you give them is like way better than they expected now Mm -hmm. if you work a normal number of hours the next time and you give them a product that is representative of that, it'll be a letdown. And I feel like that's Definitely. the thing. It's like once you like meet or surpass someone's expectations, then it's so easy to feel as though there's this pressure on you to always meet or surpass those expectations. And yeah. I feel like yeah. really the solution is not to either meet them or not meet them. The solution is to disengage your sense of self and sense of self-worth from whether you do or not. Yep. Definitely. I think that also something that's really important is like figuring out whose expectations matter to you in what context they matter to you and why do they matter to you so like for example there are some people in my life who like their professional opinions their opinions about the career aspect of my life are just irrelevant like they have no bearing on what I do or what I think I should be doing there are some people who their like personal growth like decisions or expectations like I think should have no impact on my life and I feel like then it's very helpful to be like okay so then this person I do actually care what they think about the decisions that I'm making in this field because I feel like they have really valuable insight but like Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to like for that to be separate from like your sense of self and especially your sense of worth yeah definitely and I think and I think that's interesting too right like to draw that back to commitment um, I find it much easier to commit to externals or other people than I do to myself or things that I want or things that I find important or goals that I have, um, which I think draws back to the expectations piece, disengaging from other people's expectations and dissociating that from um, your sense of self and self-worth actually almost allows you space to commit, to push all that commitment energy towards yourself. And also, again, like works out a way, like works, chips at the whole making excuses and like being afraid and doing all that like it forces you to actually reckon with those things as compared to oh but i'm meeting someone else's expectations so it's fine Mm -hmm. like 
because I feel like at least for me, I know I've definitely used it, used that as a crutch at different points in my life where I've said, as long as they say it's a good work, that's all that really matters. Despite knowing that I could have probably done better, despite actively knowing I could have probably done better. Like I've de- there have definitely been points in my life where I've thought that. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. Okay. I feel like that could be a good point to end on. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So I hope that you all enjoyed this conversation about commitment. I know that it isn't necessarily like the way that people usually talk about commitment. So I hope that that was interesting to you. Um, And let us know your thoughts in the comments on our Instagram. We would love to hear from you. And we will be back next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Same time, same places. All right. Bye, y'all. Peace out. Much love. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Imperfection in Training. We'll check in again next week, same time, same place. Until next time.